1: To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai
0: Welcome to Rams Up, a Los Angeles Rams podcast. We are a proud member of the Pickskin Podcast Network. We cover other SoCal sports news of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans, to Rams Up, your LA Rams podcast. The RAM schedule is out, as you all know by now, and that is the focus of this episode. We're going to have an entire segment dedicated to that. We're going to look at the entire schedule from start to finish, point out some interesting things about it, make some early, way too early predictions. So that'll be the focus coming up in a minute. Get some other things out of the way. Hey, one thing I wanted to mention about the schedule before we move on One team has zero primetime games. One team, and that team is the Detroit Lions. If I'm a Lions fan. I'm pretty pissed about that. The Lions are certainly not the worst team in the league. That's not the reason why. They've added a lot of talent. They're an interesting team, I think. They get that Thanksgiving Day game. Other than that, no primetime games. A 17-game schedule. All these Thursday night games as well. And they can't find a spot for a Lions primetime game. Man, that's too bad, really. Feel bad for him. Feel bad for Jared Goff once again. So that's all I'm gonna say about the schedule for now. We'll get into that pretty deeply shortly. What else has happened since the last time we talked? Well, Sony Michel followed Malcolm Brown to the Dolphins. Malcolm Brown, by the way, is still a free agent. But Sony Signed by the Dolphins. Good luck to him. I think he wants to be the lead back, and I think he'll get a chance there. Lance Zerline made his predictions on how many comp picks each team will get. He does that every year about this time after the draft. He waits till after the draft because any free agent signings now are not part of the calculation. And what does he predict? He predicts the Rams will get two fifth-rounders, one-sixth and one-seventh. He sees the Von Miller departure and an Allen Robinson arrival as canceling each other out. He also pointed out that the Texans did not draft a defensive end edge guy, so Okoronko could actually see more snaps than you would expect, which could improve that Rams comp pick. And he also pointed out that Sebastian Joseph Day could get Many more snaps than are predicted, than he's predicting right now anyways. So that sixth round pick he's projecting now could turn into a fifth or fourth rounder. I wanted to get into one other thing before we move on. I saw a Twitter post, and I know it's social media, take it with a grain of salt. And some person decided he was going to tell us who the most overrated player for each team was. And his choice for the Rams was Tyler Higby, And you can imagine the pushback he received from Ram Nation on that one. And I got to thinking, who are the Rams' most underrated players? And in my mind, it's actually more of a case of being underappreciated. So I'm going to give you my fearsome four most underappreciated players, and I'm going to start with Tyler Higbee. Higby is a beast. We kind of forget about him, all the great receivers he's been surrounded by, but man, he gets it done. He's a warrior. He's a great blocker. There are games where he doesn't seem to contribute, doesn't show up in the box score, but don't let that fool you. And by the way, Tyler Higbee, very quietly, has risen to number 19 all time in Rams receiving yardage. And you're talking about a team that has had crazy legs, Hirsch, Tom Fears, Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt, Jack Snow, Cooper Cup. The list goes on. You get the idea. Tyler Higby, number 19 now. And who is my number two, my fearsome number two most underappreciated Ram? That would be Rob Havenstein. Havenstein gets it done week in and week out. Really kind of disappointing he hasn't gotten some nationwide appreciation, recognition. There are just too many good tackles out there, I guess. But Havenstein, solid as a rock, we take him for granted. For some most underappreciated Ram number three, Aishon Robinson. And I'm really calling out Robinson for his performance in the playoffs, specifically in that Niner game. I just remember seeing him in the middle of that Ram huddle on the sideline, when Aaron Donald was getting that team pumped up, Aishon Robinson looked like he was ready to kill for Aaron Donald. He got it done in that game against the Niners, didn't get a lot of recognition for it. We don't realize how good he is. And, you know, when he came on board with the Rams, he was hurt a lot early on. They brought Brockers back after it looked like he was leaving, and Brockers got most of the snaps that first year with Robinson on board. But finally, late last season, we started to see the kind of football player he is. And my fearsome, most underappreciated Ram number four, Nick Scott. Taylor Rapp goes down, Jordan Fuller goes down, and we're sweating Who is going to step up? Well, you know what? The answer is Nick Scott. Nick Scott is going to step up, and he had some big games. He also had a great game against the Niners, and suddenly it's Scott and Eric Weddle back there. Man, they stepped up. Nick Scott, a seventh-round draft pick, and suddenly I think he's a front runner for a starting position back there ahead of Taylor Rapp at this point. I could be wrong. Got a long ways to go before that opener, but Hey, it's easy to underappreciate a seventh-round draft pick, but I really appreciate Nick Scott and the work he did late last season. And I'm also going to give you my four most overrated Rams. Well, actually, I can't. I thought about it. I tried to identify four overrated Rams, and I couldn't do it. I did come up with two names. And I don't know that they're really significantly overrated, the only reason I'm going to call these guys out, that's the wrong way of putting it. I'm not really calling them out. I'm going to label them as slightly overrated only because of the recognition they did get. Brian Allen was a Pro Bowl alternate. He clearly has improved, but there are times where he does not look like a Pro Bowl center or even an alternate. But hey, don't get me wrong. Glad to have him as a starting center. Just not sure if he's really worthy of pro Bowl recognition. And one more guy I'm going to call out as perhaps slightly overrated. And again, it was because he was a pro Bowler as well, Matt Gay. Matt Gay's a pretty good kicker. Reliable inside the 40. 7 of 8 from 40 to 49 yards last year. 4 of 5 from outside the 50, but he does not have that big leg for the really long field goals. Can't really count on him for those big kicks like you could Greg the leg. He's also disappointed on kickoffs to some degree. I'm happy to have him as our kicker but Pro Bowl slightly overrated I think. Now please don't throw darts at me on these. I really had to struggle. If you force me into a corner and you ask me to name overrated Rams those are the only two names I can come up with to be honest with you. And I don't really feel good about doing that, to be quite honest. But on Twitter, Tyler Higby overrated. I'm sorry, I had to shut that down. We're going to come back in a minute with a full review of the Rams' 2022 schedule. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets. Like which team will win total threes made total rebounds and more and boom you have a shot at an even bigger payroll. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. As you all know by now, the RAM schedule is out, and you know. We already knew who their opponents were going to be, and we knew it was going to be tough. And you know what? Seeing this actual schedule, it doesn't make it look any easier, that's for sure. This is going to be a tough schedule, bordering on Brutal. Run through this real quick for you. We're going to talk about each of these games real quickly. But for now, the whole schedule, opening up Thursday night at home against the Bills. Another game at home against Atlanta, then on the road, two divisional games, the Cardinals, followed by a Monday night game at San Francisco. Two home games, the Cowboys and the Panthers, a bye in week seven. And then the Niners again already. October 30th. That's a that's a departure from what we've seen in the past, getting the Niners late in the season. By Halloween, we will be done with the Niners. Then At Tampa Bay, home against the Cardinals. At the Saints, at the Chiefs. And then two home games, Seattle and Las Vegas. The Las Vegas game is Thursday night. Then we jump ahead to a Monday night game. So that's kind of a mini-buy for the Rams. That's a Monday night game at Green Bay. A chilly night in December, I'm sure. At home against the Broncos. And then New Year's Day, Sunday night, at the Chargers, that's at SoFi Stadium, though. And then closing out the season at Seattle. So what are the highlights of the schedule? Five primetime games. As I said, week seven is the bye week. They get that mini bye between the Thursday and the Monday night game. Week one through eight, they have five home games, two road games, and their are bye. And they close out with three out of four road games, but one of those is at SoFi. They will play 10 games at SoFi Stadium and eight true road games. It'll be interesting to see what the crowd is like at that Ram Charger game. Quarterbacks on their schedule included Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers. We're getting the best of the best. And by the way, that Buffalo game, the opener, the Bills are one of the five teams McVay has not beat yet, the other ones being most of the AFC East, the Dolphins, and dare I say the Jets. We only got one shot at them and we blew that, and the other two teams, the Steelers and the Ravens. So McVeigh has a chance to put another notch in his belt, We'll see if he does it. Now I don't like to make bold predictions of what a team's final record is going to be What I like to do is look at the schedule and snippets, and I'm going to look at these first three games, September 8th, Buffalo, September 18th, Atlanta, both of those are home games, followed by a road game at Arizona. And by the way, worth mentioning, DeAndre Hopkins will be under suspension for that first Ram-Cardinal game. Hopkins will miss one Seattle game as well, but he will be available for both 49er games. Now the way I look at this is the Rams should come out of these first three games 2-1. and one. That would be my hope. If they beat the Bills in that opener, now they could very easily be 3-0 and if that happens. But trying to be realistic here, the Bills in Arizona should be two tough games. Let's hope the Rams come out of this first three set 2-1 and one at least. And then the three games before the bye at San Francisco on a Monday night. And then hosting the Cowboys and Panthers. I'd hope they go 2-1 over these three games. We all know about their recent history with the Niners. At least during the regular season. They've done fairly well against the Cowboys recently. They're dead even over their history. 18 wins and 18 losses. So we get a rubber game here. And then the Panthers So let's hope they come out of that 2-1. They go into the bye with a 4-2 record. Again, I'm trying to be realistic and conservative here. Now the next group of games they're going to look at is actually five games. They get that second game with San Francisco at home. They travel across the country at Tampa Bay, their longest road trip. Then they have their second game with the Cardinals at home. And then a little road trip at New Orleans and at Kansas City This is a tough five-game stretch. The Niners, we all know about them. Tampa Bay, they'll be a contender for the NFC title. The Cardinals, we have their number, but they're a talented team, especially on offense. DeAndre Hopkins would be back for this game. And then the Saints, very good defense. And the Chiefs, we all know about them. This will be very close to the four-year anniversary of what some people call The greatest regular season game ever. That game at the Coliseum between the Chiefs and Rams. What a doozy that was. Again, being conservative, let's see them go 3-2 in this stretch. So they're 7-4, 11 games into their schedule. The next group of games, I'm going to look at four games here. Not necessarily an easy stretch either. Although they do get Seattle at home, I'd expect them to win that game. And then that mini bye the raiders on thursday the weekend off and then coming back then following monday with a game at green bay and then home against the broncos and our buddy russell wilson so they come into this stretch with a 7 and 4 record again i'm going to be conservative and i'm going to hope they go 2 and 2 here to get them to 9 and 6 i think i'm being a little pessimistic 9 and 6 10 and 5 would be a lot better and very possible But let's say nine and six, but I'm going to come back and say they win their last two games against the Chargers, that short road trip into SoFi, and then closing the season, Bobby Wagner's little reunion with Pete Carroll, the Seahawks, and the city of Seattle. So what you just heard here is an 11 and six record. Now, you remember last year, I said their floor was 11, and I was pretty spot on with that. I think their floor this year is 10. I'm thinking 11 wins, and I'm hoping for 12. This is a brutal schedule. The thing you have to remember is, though, when we see these teams on our schedule, the dread we feel seeing a road trip to Green Bay or a road trip to Tampa Bay, games against the Niners, the Chiefs, and the Broncos, and the Raiders. You know what? They feel even more dread seeing the Rams on their schedule. We are the defending Super Bowl champions. I don't think the talent level has dropped off on this Rams team. Matthew Stafford has a year in the McVay offense. Cam Akers is coming back healthy. Allen Robinson's on board. We still have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner. Wow. The Rams are going to be okay. I just think we need to... Pump the brakes on a 13-14 win season. I don't see it happening. I'll be thrilled if we get to 12 wins. I expect us to get to 11, and I think 10 will get us into the playoffs based on recent history. This is going to be a tough road for the Rams, but they have what it takes. That's for sure. They've proven that. This is not a team that's going to shy away from this challenge. So it should be a lot of fun starting. With that Thursday night game against the Bills, what a doozy that will be, I'm sure. Now, a lot of people are going to say the keys to this schedule, the key to the Rams seasons are these games against the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Bucks, the Niners. I'm going to go a little bit different on you. I think the key to this season is those two games against Seattle, the game against Carolina, and the game against Atlanta. Those are four games where the Rams clearly have the better quarterback not even close and who has a stronger roster. These are the games the Rams need to go 4-0. They need to sweep these four games. Who's the quarterbacks for Seattle? I guess it's going to be Drew Locke. Carolina, Sam Darnold or the rookie Matt Corral. In Atlanta, Marcus Mariota or the rookie Ritter. These are the four games the Rams need to put in their pocket. They need four W's in these games. That will provide them a little bit of a cushion. Against the rest of this schedule, it's going to be extremely tough. And if you want to know how the Rams schedule differs from our primary divisional rivals, the 49ers and the Cardinals, I'm not going to include the Seahawks in this discussion. While the Rams are playing the Bills, Cowboys, and Packers, the Niners will be playing Miami, Washington, and Chicago, while the Cardinals play the Patriots, Eagles, and Vikings. So in my mind, that's where the Rams draw as a little bit more difficult than our rivals. Let's go through the schedule one more time. They open up against the Bills, five and eight record historically against Buffalo, and as I said, one of the teams McVay hasn't beaten. The last time they played was that 35-32 Bills win in 2020. That was where the Bills got that extra play on the controversial. Hall against Darius Williams allowed the Bills to get the game winner. Week two against Atlanta, Rams have a 48-30 record against Atlanta. Remember, these two teams were in the same division for a long time, and it's a team the Rams have done very well against. Although, this is a team that ended the Rams' season in the 2017 playoffs, and the first time we've played them since then. Week three, Arizona, we know all about them. Then we get the Niners. Is it going to be Trey Lance? Jimmy's still there. Who the heck knows? Week five, the Cowboys. We have an 18-18 record against them, as I mentioned. Rams have won three of the last four. Against the Panthers in week six, the Rams have a losing record against the Panthers, which really surprised me. Nine and 13. If things don't go well for the Panthers, I would expect Matt Corral to be the quarterback by then. Then they get the bye. Then the Niners and then at Tampa Bay. You know, sometimes I think Tom Brady came back exclusively to try to beat the Rams. He must be fuming the way those last few games against the Rams have gone. So he'll be trying to get revenge against the Rams. Let's hope he gets it in the regular season, not in the playoffs. Week 10, Arizona again. Week 11, New Orleans Saints, another team we've dominated. 43 wins and 34 losses. Jameis Winston, apparently the quarterback. Week 12 at the Chiefs, 5-7 record against the Chiefs all time. And this, as I mentioned, first time we've played them since that classic 54-51 Rams win. And you know what? All you people that think Jared Goff is a mediocre, lousy quarterback, I was just watching the highlights from that game again. Man, he was protected very well during that game, but man, he was throwing dimes. Jared Goff at his best. Week 13, Seattle team that we've done very well against, at least while Russell Wilson was there. Week 14, a Thursday night game at home against the Raiders. Rams have a six and eight record against them, but they've won four of the last five. That's going to be a zoo at SoFi. Hopefully, Ram fans represent. Then we got that Monday night game at Green Bay, we're one down to them. Over all these years, 47 wins and 48 losses. It'll be cold in Green Bay. But I feel much better about going into Green Bay with Matthew Stafford than I did with Jared Goff. I don't think Stafford will have a problem with the cold. Week 16, Denver. Rams have a 9-5 record against Denver. And they have a four-game winning streak against the Broncos dating back to 2006. If any of you listened to my greatest plays in Rams history, at least my favorite plays, number one on the list came against Denver. That was Torrey Holt and Oz Hakim taking that stroll down the sideline and that opener after winning the Super Bowl. I know you all remember that. One of the most glorious plays I've ever seen. Oz Hakim and Torrey Holt chatting on a 60-70 yard run. Hakeem scores the touchdown. Then week 17, we get the Rams and Chargers at SoFi. The Rams lead that series 7 wins and 5 losses. I've personally witnessed two of those losses at Qualcomm in San Diego. And then week 18, the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle probably be rainy and drizzly. Rams are one under 500 to the Seahawks 24 and 25 despite their success despite their success during the Russell Wilson era in Seattle. A couple other notes on this schedule. If the Rams, when the Rams get to the Super Bowl, there's a high probability it'll be a rematch of a regular season game, seeing as how they have the Chiefs, Bills, Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos all on their schedule. All five teams, I think, are seriously legitimate Super Bowl contenders as well as teams like the Bengals and a couple of others coming from the AFC side I'm talking about. So a number of these games, both teams will be reviewing the tape, possibly, come February. So that's my wrap-up of the Rams' schedule. Brutal, but you know what? Teams that have the Rams on their schedule aren't celebrating either. Key to the season, those four games, I'm telling you, Rams need to sweep them. Atlanta, Carolina, and two games with Seattle. Put four in the bag, and the other 13 gives you a little bit of a cushion. There are some beasts on that schedule. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach out to us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at laramsup.com and please don't forget subscribe and give us that 5 star rating, we really appreciate it and don't forget keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Humma Humma